Hey, Willow, how y'all doing? Are y'all good? I am so thankful to be here. I am uh, fighting a cold, so I'm going to sound a little nasally, but uh, I believe the Lord can speak through congestion. Amen? Amen. Psalm 23 is where you'll find me today. Psalm 23. As we continue in the series, today we're going to talk about all the fears. Uh, All the fears. Psalm 23. Hear these words of our Father. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much. God, I thank you for this great church. Thank you for the work that you're doing here in this church. Uh, Father, I pray that as we've gathered together that you would speak, O Lord, like only you can. Tune our ear to your voice so that we might hear you ever so clearly. Turn our hearts toward you so that we might experience the fullness of all that you have for us. God, it's to that end that I ask that you stand in my body, think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords those things you would have us say, know, and do. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are my strength, you are my redeemer, get glory in this place. In Jesus' name. Every heart said amen. Amen. In order to get started, all I really need are the first three words of this passage. The first three words are so loaded and so filled that uh, one, one preacher said, you can get on the plane at JFK and go all the way to LAX and still not make it past the first three words because they are so packed with theological potency. The first three words of this psalm, that's, 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 that's all I need. Give me the first three words. What are they? The Lord is. He is. He's he's, he's all that you'll ever need, all that you could ever desire, all that you could ever want, the Lord is. He he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is. He, He is. One of the biggest implications is if the Lord is, that means you ain't. If he is, that means you ain't. It's important for you to realize that he is. He is all that we could ever need. I'm ready for the next word now. The Lord is my. It's personal. All that he is, he is all that within me. All that he is by nature, I am by grace. Ooh, that was good. Let me say that again. 
All that he is by nature, I am by grace. By nature, he's, he's loving. I am loving by grace. By nature, he is peace. He is shalom. I get to experience peace by grace. He is filled with joy by nature. And by grace, I get to be filled with joy. The Lord is my. He is connected. It is personal. He's not some God out in the cosmos somewhere. No, the Lord is my. I have a personal connection with him. Watch this. I'm ready for the next word now. What's the next word? Shepherd. He puts a dynamic to the relationship. He gives a description to the relationship. There's a way this relationship works. There's a a way it works. Every relationship has a dynamic. Me and my wife, our relationship has a dynamic. She tells me what to do, I do it. That's the dynamic in our relationship. Every relationship has a dynamic. Shepherd, 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 shepherd. Uh, The shepherd provides for the sheep, protects the sheep, anticipates the needs for the sheep. That's what the shepherd does. Now, if the Lord is the shepherd, that means we're the sheep. And a quick Google search of sheep will will show that sheep ain't the brightest bulbs in the pack. What is Jesus saying about us? I think he's saying you need to realize that the Lord is. You ain't. Trust him and follow him. Trust him and follow him. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Recognize that you desperately need the shepherd. Now, watch this. I, I, I grew up on the King James Version, so you have the, excuse me, I, 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 I pull back. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. It doesn't mean that you don't have desires anymore. No, it's that because the Lord is, in all that he is, he is my He is my shepherd. He's going to take care of me. What that means is I shall not want anything outside of the shepherd's provision. In other words, if the shepherd ain't providing it, then I ain't wanting it because I don't want anything that ain't coming from the shepherd. Why? Because he is all that I could ever need or desire or want. So I guess the big thing you got to get before you can get anything else, you got to recognize that the Lord is. And because he is, you don't want or desire anything outside of what the Lord, your shepherd, is providing. I don't want it. If it ain't coming from the shepherd in 2020, I don't want it. I want what God wants for me. I don't even want what I want for me. I want what the shepherd wants for me. So if the shepherd ain't providing it, then I ain't want it. The Lord is my shepherd. Because of who he is, I shall not want. Then, here we go, he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Why he got to make me lie down? Because he loves us too much to allow us to stand in our own power. So even if he has to make us lie down, he'll make us lie down. This is where you got to be willing to surrender. Everybody say surrender. Surrender. 
This is where you got to be willing to let it go. Everybody say, let it go. You got to recognize that if he's the shepherd, and if the Lord is, and if he's who, who he, if, if you're willing to allow him to be who he was created to be in your life, you got to surrender to him. You can't be a rogue sheep. Um, there's a story as I was studying this. There's a story of a shepherd when he has a rogue sheep, a sheep that goes away from the flock. It's very dangerous because the wolves desire to get the sheep when they wander off. So it has been said that if there's a sheep that keeps wandering off, a good shepherd lovingly, watch this, will break his leg, will break the sheep's leg. And then with a broken leg, carry the sheep on his shoulders to remind the sheep that the shepherd cares for him and wants to lead him and nurse him back to health so that he won't wander away and be killed by the wolves. Somebody say, he makes me lie down. He, he forces us to a place of trust and surrender because he loves us too much to leave us standing in our own power. There's a story of a pastor friend who was traveling in the Middle East, and they, they went riding on camels, and, um, and one of the camels had all the luggage on it, and then the other camels carried the people. When they got to where they were going, the camel carrying the luggage, you know, it's pretty high. They couldn't get the stuff off of the camel unless the camel bit down on his knees. But the camel had been standing in his power and in his strength for so long, he, he wouldn't bend his knees. He wouldn't go down. So they literally had to get twigs and whack and whack behind his knees. And after whacking and whacking, eventually the camel slowly finally went down on his knees and it wasn't until he went down on his knees they could roll the burden away from his back y'all get it early I won't have to preach as long sometimes God's got to bring you down on your knees so he can get the burden off of your back some of you carrying burdens into 2020 already. And he's saying, you weren't made to carry that burden. That burden should be rolled off of your back. But you're standing in your own power. So he says, I'll make you lie down. But watch this. He says, I'm going to make you lie down in green pastures. Not a desert, not a dry place, but a place of sustenance. A place of provision. He says, I'll make you lie down in green pastures, a place where I will provide for you. I guess one of the first lessons I want you to begin to think about as we think about 2020 in the first Sunday of the year, what are the things you need to let go of? What are the things that you need to let go of and don't need to take into 2020? What are the things that you need to surrender 
Recognize that the Lord is. Recognize that you ain't. And say, God, this year, I'm not going to hold on to these burdens. I'm not going to stand in my own power, in my own strength. I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to lie down in green pastures. Simply put, Jesus, you take the wheel. I'm going to let you drive. It's something about letting Jesus drive that impacts how you live. It impacts your position. It doesn't just change Jesus' position in your life, but it impacts your position as well. There's a story of a pope many years ago. He was going to speak at the UN in New York, um, but because of weather conditions, his flight got redirected to Newark, New Jersey. So he landed in Newark, New Jersey, and uh, got in a limousine, but now had to try to make it to New York in time. <sighs> he was going to be late for a speech. The Pope was growing frustrated. You know, it takes a lot to get the Pope frustrated. Uh, because the driver was just driving slow. He just wasn't driving aggressively at all. Eventually, the Pope said something. He says, sir, could you please speed up? Um, and then the driver said, your holiness, unfortunately, I've got a lot of... I got a lot of speeding tickets. And if I get another ticket, they're going to revoke my license and I'm going to lose my job. So then the Pope makes a suggestion that no one saw coming. The Pope says, let me drive. <laughs> so he says, okay. So the Pope is driving. And y'all, he started driving like he was in NASCAR or something. Like he just drive, he's speeding, he going fast, and he gets into New York. As soon as he gets into New York, police officer pulls him over. So the Pope pulls over, uh, police officer, him and his partner, the ticket writing uh, cop gets out, his partner stays in the car. He walks up to the car and just turns around and gets back in his car. The guy, his partner says, man, you're not going to give that guy a ticket? He's like, no, he, he too important. I'm, I'm not giving him no ticket. He says, what you mean he's too important? Who is, was it the mayor? He's like, no, he's more important than the mayor. Who's more important than the mayor? What? Was it the governor? He's like, no, he's more important than the governor. He's like, well, it couldn't have been the president. The president ain't here. He says, no, this guy's more important than the president. He said, who in the world is more important than the president? He says, I don't know, but whoever this guy was, he had the Pope driving him. <laughs> this guy had the Pope driving him. <laughs> I, I guess what I want you to understand is when you let Jesus drive, it changes your position. It changes who you are. It changes who you are. 
He, um, I, could hear, I could hear some of you, though. You're saying, Albert, I can't be resting all this time. I got to go to work tomorrow. I, gotta, I, gotta, I got stuff to do. I can't just be resting. But see the movement in the passage. It's, it's, he's not just sitting still. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Watch this. He's leading me beside quiet waters. He's restoring my soul. You can't get your soul restored until you let go. The restoring and the refreshing of your soul happens through your surrender of your soul. Um, And then watch this. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. He's going to move you. He's going to put you in the right place at the right time for his namesake. For his glory, he's going to put you at the right job at the right time. For his glory, he's going to put you in the right situation, the right relationship at the right time for his glory. In other words, don't worry about what's coming. He's going to put you in the right place at the right time. You're not going to miss anything because he's sovereign. He's a good God. He's a good father. He's going to provide for you. He's going to take care of you. He says, so I'll put you in the right place at the right time, and then it turns. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Wait a minute. How do we get in the valley of the shadow of death? We were just sitting in the grass drinking distilled water, and now all of a sudden we're in the valley of death, Jesus? Well, I guess what we need to understand is sometimes even following Jesus, you'll end up in dark places. Twenty twenty will be a great year. It'll be a great decade. But can I tell you, we will still have dark days. We'll still have challenging times. Don't you think for one second that following Jesus every day is going to be sunny. No, we will have dark days. But I'm telling you, don't allow the fear of those dark days to overwhelm you. Don't allow all the fears to bring you to a place to where you don't believe, you don't trust, or you don't go. Even though we walk through dark days, David says, I will not fear. Why? Because I ain't walking through dark days by myself. God is walking with me. I am not alone. Reminds me of a story. Um, when, I was in, uh, when I was in high school, I went to this dance. Um, and at this dance, I, um, I still remember what I had on. I had on this orange Carl Kanai jean outfit. Uh, it looks as good as it sounds. Um, I just want you to know that. Um, and I remember dancing and getting my groove on. I had skills. I had skills. I actually, I actually still have skills. Um, but I'm, I'm dancing and stuff like that. And I remember this guy, he was just upset and just pointing and cussing and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, he's about to fight somebody. So, you know, at a junior high fight, you know what happens. You... Uh, you they start making a circle, right? So I remember starting to get in the circle because to see the fight in the circle. <laughs> the circle kept getting around me. Well, come to find out, he wanted to fight me. 
Um, but I had some thuggish, ruggish cousins, man. I had some thuggish, ruggish. So they came in. It, it was kind of like this. Uh, let me see. I, I, I need some help. Sir, could you just come here. Help me out. Come here. here. Uh, uh, my, my man right here, would you come, in, come up here, help me out. Come up, come up, come up, come up, come up the steps over here. My man right here. Let me get one more. My, my man right here. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all, come up. Come on, come on, come on. All right. So I need, you're excited to be up here, I can tell. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I need, I need, I need y'all, you to be, y'all to, y'all are my, my thuggish cousins. Can y'all look? Can y'all look hard? Can y'all look thuggish? What's your thuggish look? Let me see your thug look. Oh, that's good. That's okay, okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. And you're going to be the angry dude. So you go over there. You're the angry dude that's coming at me and cussing and stuff. So, so, so just start cussing real loud. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just, I just wanted to see what kind of Christian he was. I just, I just... Let's see. He had to think about it though. He was like, "Huh? What should I? What word should I use?" This. Okay. Okay. So, guys, so y'all, y'all are behind me, um, and you come up. But listen, don't let him get close. When he gets up to me, y'all jump in front of me. Okay. All right. All right. So you coming? You mad? You angry? You coming? And then they come. You obviously didn't do a getting a lot of fights when you was kids. Like he was like. What? what was that? All right. Okay. Okay. So you come, y'all, y'all come in front of me. You come, you come, come on, come on. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, y'all got to get him. Okay. All right. So y'all standing in front of me. They come in front of me. And when my cousins come, he changes his mind and he no longer wants to engage with me because he sees my cousins. All right. So then he changes his mind. He goes, you can, you can go on stage now. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He goes. All right? But yo, check this out. For the rest of the night, I'm traumatized. Guess where I am for the rest of the night? I'm with my cousins. If they go to the left, we all going to the left. We, we go to the right, we all going to the right. They go to the bathroom, we all going to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Thou art with me. And what David is trying to get us to understand is, yes, there will be hard times. Yes, there will be dark days. Yes, there will be challenging times. But you don't have to worry and you don't have to fear because you've got a God that will never leave you nor forsake you. You've got a God that will be there every step of the way. You've got a God that says, thou art with me and he'll never leave you or forsake you. You've got a God who's going to be right there every step of the way. Amen? Amen. Thank you, guys. I I guess what I want you to understand is as you get ready for another year, there are two things you got to do. You got to leave some things behind. You got to let some things go. And you got to Trust God, knowing that even when the dark times come, you can walk into the unknown because you know that God is with you.
it's, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this. I, I, I had this vision, and, and I, I think I can pull it off. I think I can pull it off. It's, it's, it's a, a frozen anointing is what I want you to have. A frozen anointing. Y'all know the movie Frozen? If you don't know it, let me, let me, let me set the scene. Let me set the scene. Uh, Fatai, uh, come out, come on, come out, help me out here. Uh, uh, frozen, let me get some, let me get some ice on the ground. Uh, let me get some stuff coming off. Frozen. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I love Willow. You can do all kinds of stuff at Willow Creek. Any, any other? Elsa and Anna. What she realizes is that she'd never walk into the full power and her full potential. She'd never fully accomplish what she needs to accomplish if she doesn't do this one thing. And this one thing, she, she, she captures it melodically, this theological truth that is so significant that honestly drove parents crazy all across the world. They were tired of hearing it, tired of listening to it, because every child was singing it. But in lies a theological truth that I want to remind you of. She simply said these words. Let it go, let it go. Don't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. Turn away and slam the door. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anymore. Oh, that's so good. I'm so dramatic. Um, so I guess what I want you to see is that you've got to let it go. And then they came out with Frozen 2. And in Frozen 2, it was as if they knew what I wanted to preach about this weekend. It was as if they knew exactly what I wanted to say. Because the truth is, you have to let it go so that you might go into the unknown. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. You've got to let it go so that you might go into the unknown. And going into the unknown is okay if you're going into the unknown with the one who is known by all. So let it go. Give Jesus the will. Trust him and know that this year he's going to take you into the unknown. He's going to take you places that you would never sign up for, places that you would never uh, put on your schedule. But don't you be afraid because you'll never go into the unknown alone. You'll go with the one who is known by all for his glory. 
Amen. All over the room, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? You'll never receive what he has if you don't let go of what you have. You got to let go so you can have capacity to receive. So if you're in here and you say, Albert, there's some things I need to let go. As I go into 2020, as I start the first Sunday of the year, there's some things that I need to let go. And I don't know what those things are. It could be addiction, it could be unforgiveness, it could be bitterness, woundedness, could be relationships that aren't godly. But if you're sitting in here and you got some things that you need to let go of so that you might receive what God has for you, if you say, Albert, I got some things that I need to let go of. Now, I can't think of a better time than the first Sunday of the year to let those things go so that I can receive what God has for me. If that's you, would you I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. If that's you, would you just stand up right where you are? Just stand up right where you are. I need to let some things go. I need to let some things go. I need to let some things go. If that's you, just stand up right where you are. I need to let some things go. I need to let some things go that's you. Just stand right where you are. I need to let some things go. I need to let some things go. Father, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters that are standing. Father, I thank you that through the power of your grace, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come boldly and surrendering, releasing, and letting go. So, Father, we let go now in the name of Jesus. We surrender to you now in the name of Jesus. Father, we don't want to go another day carrying things that should have been left at the altar a long time ago. So we surrender it now. We let it go now in the name of Jesus, and we trust you with no fear. We trust you, and we'll follow you into the unknown. Take us deeper where our feet will never wander. Father, we trust you, and we follow you. Lead us, guide us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Father, thank you so much for leading and guiding me. You lead me down the right paths for your name's sake. And even though I find myself in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because, Lord, you are with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone standing on your feet.
Would you just turn around and tell three people, tell them, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Now turn around and tell two other people, say, let's go into the unknown together. Let's go into the unknown. Into the unknown. (laughs) Father, we thank you so much. We trust you. We follow you. We let it go so that we might go into the unknown with the one that's known by all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Willow. Have a great week.